So, we've been having another uh, excellent few weeks in sexism news, which is always great. Uh, <laughs> some, some, a few men here and there are actually being punished for their bad actions, remarkably. And uh, did we already? I, I don't think we did mention the uh, New York Times story about how. Uh, the tweet about it was basically men are now preemptively punishing women for, you know, reporting their sexual harassment. That wasn't verbatim, but it was along those lines. That's the wrong lesson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so to to summarize that... Um, <laughs> So in in light of all the uh uh I I don't I don't know how to really uh refer to this as a grouping but um calling out of sexual harassment that's been going on forever um uh that men are now worried that <laughs> if they behave inappropriately it will lead to consequences. Oh my god, anything but that. Um, and it's, it's really funny. Like you keep seeing somebody retweeted a tweet about how it'll base, or I think it was a retweet or maybe it was on Tumblr. Anyway, I saw somewhere on the internet, uh, somebody posted that now that men can't harass women with impunity, it'll be the end of the human race as we know it, because, you know, men, there's no other way to get yourself in a relationship with a woman other than by being super creepy. And you gotta, like... This guy's never been in a relationship, I'm pretty sure, because yeah. that, that doesn't work. Like, it's just, it doesn't. And, like, every dude I know who's in a relationship did not get that way, did not get there by creeping on his wife or girlfriend. Um, yeah, it usually happens organically through an existing <laughs> friendship. Uh, someone introduces you um, or uh, the uh, woman does the uh, creepy things. It's a whole different kind of vibe, though. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that women can't ever do wrong, because obviously they can. You yourself were sexually harassed, and it was horrible. Um, but in general, there's kind of, like, so on average, women are smaller than men. We're generally mm -hmm. weaker than men. They're, men are a much bigger threat to us on average than we are to them. Yeah. And there's plenty of ways to show interest without physically touching someone Right. And still being creepy. There's plenty of ways to sexually well, harass through words alone as well. Absolutely true. <laughs> uh, uh, and th this also goes with uh, uh, something else uh, we saw during this general time frame, which is that, like, um, as, a, as a victim, you can usually trace it all back to the time you let a hand on your shoulder slide. Yeah, I've never let that slide in my life, and I never will. That actually, some dude tried that on me. He like put both of his hands on both of my shoulders, Does and he still I told have him, them? "Um, but just." <laughs> and this was when I was way younger. This was when I was like twenty-two years old, and I was starting my first job. And this dude was like, "Gonna come creep on me, like, like I wasn't a big scary bitch, basically, but I am." <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, apparently there are a lot of dudes out there who, uh, 
think, feel that they have a God-given right or whatever to be super creepy. And that's the only way to be. And like. And this is like especially bad in tech, because I think that's where that article came out of um, where it's just this thing where like. um, So one of the ways that companies try to address the problem with women getting through their HR process because they're being screened out by the robot mm. um, just because men tend to lie on their resumes. So therefore right. th- those will get through. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, you know, they do is, uh, you know, either seek out uh, undergrads for lesser paid positions or, internships or you know just any path that leads toward towards mentorship in other words hiring uh very young very uh low on the uh, experience level um and then using said mentorship as your dating pool it's it's so wildly inappropriate like it's amazing that there are dudes out there who think that way like haven't they ever heard that you don't dip your pen in the company ink i mean come <laughs> on don't shit where you eat yeah we've used that one a couple times already because it's the motherfucking truth man <laughs> like how do you how do you what could possibly go right i know right <laughs> like what it's just it blows my mind and like even one of my good friends who's a hotshot front-end UX, UI, designy, developy dude in the Bay Area was like posting about, you know, the all the young people at startups and how it's like the culture is so like you I forget exactly what he posted, but basically the implication was it's it's uh hard not to get involved with your coworkers. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's really not that hard not to get involved with your coworkers. You just you start by not having sex with them and then you keep on not having sex with them forever. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> if if the valley is crawling with 20 something developers who are all in the same handful of companies. First of all, there's a lot of companies there. Um mm. so, you know, go find the 24-year-old who works for one of the other companies that are on your own street. I mean, just meet right. people at lunch, like for God's sake. And Go your, to a different friends, co-working space. Your friends' mutuals will be friends with these people. It is possible for these relationships to exist without going within your own company. Yeah, and if you really like, you're positive that somebody in your own company is like the one and you've got to go out with this person, fucking leave. Get a different job somewhere. If you're a man, you're going to have an easier chance of it because, you know, fucking sexism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go away, go somewhere else and then send her an email a little while later and be like, hey, so I kind of miss you and, you know, be a fucking person about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually not that difficult. Um I keep I keep tweeting the same joke because I repeat my jokes a lot that uh y- if you the the real the strategy is that you just treat women and people of color as if they were people and they generally respond positively to that. <laughs> yeah, what a strategy. Right? Like just give it a try. Just like just like pretend that the women that you're talking to are human beings. <laughs> that they're that they're like that they're people, kind of like you're a person, but prettier. Yeah, treating people like equals. <laughs>
yeah, it's uh, shockingly effective. I've I, I've been lucky enough not to work with that many creeps, or I'm enough of it. Well, no, I guess it's true that I I miss out on a lot of it because I am a big scary bitch. Um, like there were there were the one there was that one that I told off early on in my career. Um. One of my coworkers at my previous job was sexually harassed by a different um, person. We didn't work directly with him, but we were all like on the same floor and kind of in adjacent departments. He didn't fuck around with me because, um, well, probably I didn't meet his standards, which is mm. like if you knew the guy, you would find completely ridiculous. Um, also, he was married. <laughs> it was super gross. Um but uh, where on earth was I going with? This? Oh yeah, so <laughs> at at um at my work, my current work, they hired a new developer recently, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what the new dev is going to be like. I hope it's not a twenty year old guy, because those are uh, white guy. That is, those are almost universally assholes. And it turned out it was a nice, nice. Um, I don't know. He must be in his forties or fifties, maybe. He's got grandchildren. White guy, but very nice, which is you know. I, I was okay with that result. Yeah. Uh, getting back to what you said earlier about um, just you yourself not being targeted by an existing creep, though, um, that also mirrors um, my wife's story at uh, one of her jobs, where there was this guy who was just always sexually harassing someone. And, you know, she just lucked out that it was never her. But it was like, you know, a thing with one woman. And then, you know, she did whatever she could to get away. And then it was a thing with another woman. And like, you know, the company's response was never spectacular. You got to get rid of these fucking assholes. They're a liability. Like you used to, if you, if you think that you can keep on sweeping the shit under the carpet, it seems like finally, at long last, maybe, just maybe, you won't be able to anymore. Yeah. But even then, what are the consequences we're actually seeing other than like, so your name is getting dragged in the mud because like this is all exploding right now. And if you are someone of pre-existing fame, that makes good headlines. But, you know, what about the smaller douches? Yeah, it it's it may be the case that only like the big name douches are actually suffering any consequences, which would be truly unfortunate because... I bet all of tech could use like a pretty major house cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> and and this idea that like, well, this one dude is too valuable to the company. Like, A, if that's actually true, your company fucking sucks and you need to do better. And B, it's not going to be worth it in the long run. You only think that he's super valuable to you because he's literally driving away all of the other people who might be valuable to your company. Yeah. Men and women. Right. Because dudes don't want to, I mean, the good dudes don't want to work with a bunch of assholes. One of my coworkers, who's like my friend, is like he didn't want to work at a, a different place that he applied to because they were a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. And uh, what I mentioned last week, uh, <laughs> that uh, company <laughs> around that, you know, the team I was going to be interviewing for just only had men on it. I yeah. didn't bother asking if they were all white. It's like, this is already <laughs> a problem. Goodbye. Yeah, it's it's pretty shitty. Um, and it really fosters a culture of just shittiness. Yeah. Because there's always going to be like, 
one super shitty dude and if he feels safe and empowered to just let his shit flow which he will in an all-male environment like he's gonna ruin other developers yeah it's only gonna get worse it's the thing about one bad apple is as john oliver rightly points out it spoils the barrel the saying is one bad apple spoils the barrel which is true because that's how ethylene gas works yeah i just got like uh crap load of apples last weekend well you want to throw away any bad ones you discover right quick well i picked them myself so that shouldn't be happening well well, okay then (laughs) that's true you hired only the (laughs) finest apples for your only the finest apples for my bushel yeah i've never been apple picking i wonder if i should do it before we move but then i kind of don't want to (laughs) uh it's already late in the season there's not too much variety but on the other hand they're also trying to get rid of what's left which is basically just red delicious which is a mm. good pie apple mm. and uh so <laughs> the tragedy of the red delicious apple um <laughs> bred to be a late season apple because you want apples that you know are ready in september and you want apples that are ready around halloween because then you can pie and preserve and cider them um, and candy apple them yeah but apparently the Red Delicious suffered the same fate as the uh, tomato, or at least what we in America call a tomato, mm. which is that um, over time it was bred less for taste and more for appearance, and now they don't have taste anymore. And you basically have to process them into a pie or a cider or, you know, caramelize them. Just something where you're adding, you know, a crap ton of sugar to it. Right. The same thing happened with chickens. I read a really interesting article about this woman who was trying for decades to replicate her mother-in-law's chicken and dumplings, and it turned out it wasn't any of the recipes she tried. It was the chicken. Yeah, chickens just used to have taste, as did turkeys. Yeah, it's an amazing thing what we've done to our food. And all of these standards, like they bred those chickens solely to attain a certain size as quickly as possible they didn't even check things like nutritional content plus there was this really alarming article i read about how increasing carbon dioxide um, in the atmosphere is causing plants to grow more and grow faster but their nutritional content is going way down they've got more sugar in them and fewer nutrients and it kind of sucks like we're we're starving (laughs) ourselves (laughs) while attempting to do the opposite through genetic engineering like we're growing just tons and tons of just shitty food and the tractors that we're using to do it are contributing to the problem the trucks that we use to transport things long distances the you know it's a whole it's a it's a it's a whole fuckola basically yeah and i know we're going down a rabbit hole here but (laughs) it's it's an important (laughs) one rabbits like carrots and carrots are so you see it follows anyway no, it really doesn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tech, Apple, Apple, Apple. I mean, g- genetic engineering <laughs> is engineering. Um, right. It's a little more high tech than it used to be. Like, uh, we got to the monocultured uh, mono banana that we have now, which is just a clone of a single banana all across the world. Oh, man. Like, they long all before. Died. They all died in Hawaii. My parents' banana tree, which was like the best banana tree ever, totally is dead now, and they will never have bananas again. Nope. Now you have to get the same clone banana as everyone else. It's really sad, because like every single one of that particular strain of banana on the island of Maui has died. Oh, yeah, because it was all the same banana. (laughs) 
Because they were really good, though. Man, they were such good bananas. There's probably a funny way to link such good bananas and the rotten apple in the barrel. <laughs> I'm not clever uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got nothing on that front, but I'm just sad about my parents' banana tree. <laughs> they had that banana tree for as long as they lived in that house. That was like a, cheese. nigh on 30-year-old banana tree. And bananas are also phallic, so there's that. Right. Yes, so you know it. We <laughs> <laughs> we brought it back. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, keep your banana out of the company fruit salad. <laughs>